0: and gentlemen, welcome to the first official episode of the St. George's Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Muxin, and alongside me is...
1: Ashley Lenhart.
0: (laughs) So, we thought it would be a great start to uh, talk about the IB curriculum for our first episode, just to sort of set the scene and uh, to get people... Who don't know about the IB, uh, sort of define what it means. And yeah, so Ashley's gonna give us the definition of the the
1: IB. So the IB is basically the International Baccalaureate Diploma Program, IBDP. It's a two year educational program primarily aimed at 16 to 19 year olds in 140 countries around the world. So the program provides, like, an internationally accepted qualification for entry into higher education, and uh, it's recognized by, like, many universities worldwide, so it's actually quite amazing.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, so how did you first hear about the IB?
1: Um, well, going to St. George's, it's the only option we have because we don't have A-levels, so that's how I heard about the IB. Oh, how really? about you, Ali?
0: Well... You know, I'm a very international student, I'm, uh, I'm obviously from, uh, from Russia and Iraq, so um, I've, I had to do some research and find what curriculum is best for me. And I personally really like the IB because it's a very diverse system, um, unlike the A-levels. Uh, it's not very, well, it's obviously focused on studying, but there's also other aspects of the IB which I find really interesting. Which are? Um, which are, for example, CAS. But we're gonna talk about that later. Um, yeah, CAS, and obviously you have to do a lot of uh, like projects and essays and everything. So I think it prepares you for university quite well.
1: The boring stuff. <laughs> uh, we've got some fun facts too about the IB. So apparently. The IB was developed in the early to mid-1960s in Geneva, Switzerland, by a group of international educators. And after a six-year pilot program, that ended in uh, 1975, a bilingual diploma was established.
0: Wow, that's very nice. Um, Well, what are some differences between the IB and, uh, for example, the Um, A-levels?
1: I'm pretty sure the IB, you take more classes than you do in the A-levels. and the A le- the A levels are supposedly easier than the IB.
2: But to be fair, I think that for A levels, um, minimum you do like three subject minimum, and um, in those subjects that you chose, they go in deeper than um, the IBDP, where you take six subjects and only three of them, you know, like are going into like deeper details. But they're not as deep as how the A level contents go.
1: So to add on some more information about the IB, we're introducing Hannah, part of our podcast group. Hi, I'm Hannah. So Hannah's going to say a few facts. And uh, we also have Moritz here, also part of our podcast group, who's going to say a few things along with me and Ali.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: (laughs) Ali. So uh, Hannah, what's a big difference between the A-levels and IB? So A-levels,
2: normally um, you can take three subjects and it would be fine for you to get into universities and everything. But for the IB diploma, um, they require you to take six subjects, which three at higher level, which you go with deeper contents, and three at standard level, which are like the normal contents that you would study throughout high school. And there are a bunch of um, CAS and EE that we would going further later and
1: yeah it's pretty tough. So Moritz what are some little things that like the IB has that you need to focus on that Hannah was talking about?
3: Yeah I mean as Ali already said um, CAS is something like one of these very special things about the, about the IB uh, so basically it's a creativity activity and service and uh, every IB DP student has to kind of do experiences that involve these uh, three areas, so creativity, activity, and service, um, and then has the right reflections about them, and obviously proof with evidence that uh, students have actually done them. Um, and this is personally for me something that makes the IB so special, and such a well-rounded education system, because you do not only focus on, um, on, the, on, on, the, studi- on the studying and on the subjects, but also on like, uh, outer world experiences. Exactly, and can I just say that
0: I think A-levels need to implement something like CAS in their curriculum because I think IB students are like much more aware of what's happening outside of school than A-level students. If you've ever talked to an A-level student, you'll realize how miserable they are. All they talk about is, oh, I have so much work to do, I have so much studying to do, but IB students are just so well fit that they have so many deadlines to meet and, and, they, and they meet those deadlines because they have good time management. But A-level students, they don't know what's happening outside. They've never done any sort of creativity work outside of school. But CAS allows us to work on creativity, it allows us to be active in the world, and it lets us also do service. For example, doing charities and everything. I, I don't think A-level students have done a single day of charitable work in their lives. So, yeah. Um,
2: besides from that, thank you Ali for your um, the opinion and everything <laughs> beside that joking he was half of it was jokes and um, I was not joking yes he was and um, we appreciate everything that the A-level students do and we just think that we have never experienced A-levels before so we don't know how hard it is no. in their own way and um, we have experienced IBDP so personally we think that it is really difficult and we don't discriminate here and both of the diplomas high school diploma are perfect
1: either one that you do i think me and Hannah have the same opinion either one that you do will lead you to having a good career if you do well
0: i disagree put yourself in like um like a like an employer's place or like you know it's a university right where you have so somebody with a with an a levels uh, diploma and you have somebody with an ib diploma Right. But least, and you they still see, could
2: get into medical school. Sorry, all of them.
0: let me just finish. And then you see like the IB diploma student has like all these different creativities. Oh, he learned how to play the piano. Oh, he did charity work. Oh, he worked out for this many days, read this many books. And then you look at like an A-level student's resume and it's like, oh, I, I learned
2: 80% of the people in the UK who take A-levels get into Oxford and Cambridge. But uh, I don't know how many IBDP students could.
0: Well, we're going to have to look into that, but I'm pretty sure IB students have a higher acceptance rate.
1: Moving on. um, So, Ali and Moritz and Hannah, what do you think the most challenging thing about the IB has been?
0: Well, mainly it's going to, it's mostly just meeting deadlines. We have a lot of work, but I think uh, that also benefits us because it prepares us for university. Obviously, university has a lot of deadlines also, so... Yeah.
3: What do you think, Moritz? Well, for me personally, I think it's just the amount of things you have to do. It's not like the individual things are that hard, but um, having to do all the IAs and EEs and then, you know, CAS on top and studying, I think uh, the, the, just the pure amount can get a bit... Uh...
2: On top of the things that Moritz and Ali said, um, everything is about um, meeting the deadlines and it can be demotivated sometimes, but... Remember to take breaks and um, motivate yourself again so that um, you know you could keep on going and meeting with the deadlines and you don't fall behind because that's the most important thing.
1: But yes, remember to take
0: good breaks. So uh, what's your guys uh, favorite subjects in the IV?
1: Personally, I love sports science because I'm a very sporty person. I love knowing all the theory behind it and everything, every motion and every part of my body that's doing a certain action to lead to me doing sports. How about you, Allie?
0: Well, you already know, I, I really like chemistry. I'm, uh, I find it very interesting. You know, you can make anything with chemistry. You can make really dangerous weapons. You can create, uh, like, cures for, for, for dangerous diseases, so... I think chemistry is the most important subject, uh, not only for me, but for the entire world.
1: And moving on from being a mad scientist, Moritz, what's your favorite subject?
3: Uh, my favorite subject is probably uh, business management. Um, yeah, it's just kind of something that I'm just naturally interested in, um, yeah.
1: Hannah, how about you?
2: Um, personally, I like biology and sports science because they have a lot of connections, which you can relate to, and it makes biology and sports science easier at the same time if you take them both.
1: Yeah, I think that's, it's like that for a lot of subjects, actually. If you take um, sports science, biology, or psychology, a lot of the time they all link together, so you actually have to learn less, which is really helpful, so I would totally recommend doing that. And it's kind of like taking business and econ at the same time. Yeah. So, Ali, what do you think the benefits of the IB are?
0: So, I think, uh, like I said before, I think it prepares you for university quite well. And not only university, but life as well. In contrast to an A-level student, they go into university thinking that it's just, you know, studying, studying, studying. But you have to balance everything in your life with, you know, activities and, and doing charitable work and service and... And and also maintaining your creativity, and I think that's something A-level students lack when they go into university.
1: Our deepest apologies to all A-level students that may be listening to this, because Allie seems to have a strong hatred. I for do A-level.
0: have a very strong hatred for A-level. So, who would you uh, guys recommend the IB to? Who who do, who do you think are the students that are most fitted for the IB?
1: I think everybody, if they work hard enough, can be fitted for the IB. Uh, in terms of people that I know, I'd probably recommend it to my siblings. <laughs> to make sure that they have the same opportunities that I have and probably move on well in their lives and, yeah, that kind of thing. Moritz, what about you?
3: Well, I think the IB is definitely for people that are hardworking, um, people that have ambition, and uh, definitely people that want to go to university and uh, want to get uh, prepared to the best of their ability for for the university life. Um, But as you kind of said, I think everybody uh, can, can, can do it.
0: And for people who don't want their creativity killed by the school system, like, for example, in the A-levels, where they don't let you be as creative in other areas of, uh, of education. Thank you.
2: We're just joking. We don't do this bias thing here.
1: Um, I think three out of four of us think that the A-levels is still good. I'm sorry to say that Ali doesn't agree, but that's life.
3: But I agree. I think the IB is better than the A-levels.
1: I think the IB is more challenging,
2: but the A-levels is more for people who want good degrees and get into good universities, but like don't have to like be as mentally drained as people who take the IB. Well,
0: come on. I mean, the IB is accepted by like every university in the world, so yes. you can't really make the argument. Ordinary-
2: yes, but A-levels is more for the UK, and we are in a British international school, so that's what we're saying.
1: Arguably, they're both super important, and uh, in any system that you choose, even if it's not a British system, you would have to work hard and give 100% to move on and achieve all your goals and pursue all your dreams to do well in the future. So I think the main message here is to um, work hard and uh, always try to give 100%, because that's what's most important when you're taking part in IB or A levels, is that you give 100%, make it towards all your deadlines and uh, all of that.
2: Even though you don't, it would still work out at the end, but I recommend not do that. Procrastinate.
0: Oh, procrastinate? Um, yeah, obviously. Uh, because you obviously have like a lot of deadlines and you don't want to sort of leave it to last minute and then you produce a really bad um, piece of work and... Obviously, the IB takes it very serious that you produce something of high quality. Um, they have a very strict grading system for EEs and IAs and everything. So, yeah.
1: Have you guys found any particular subjects super hard that you would like to mention? That you'd probably have to put in extra work to get good grades in?
2: Probably German, ab initio, because um, it's like a beginner course for people who don't speak German and I absolutely speak zero German so the vote, learning all the vocabs and everything in a sentence structure in German is very hard and it's the first time I have to that I have to revise for like a language exam.
0: Obviously our teachers uh, rely on us to do a lot of work at home um, because we don't have enough uh, periods to, uh, to, to cover all the material not only for German but for every um,
1: subject there is shout out to all the teachers that have helped us through this program through the past year and will continue to help us in our last year at this school. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think for the next episode we should have a debate about which curriculum is best <laughs> if it's the A levels or if it's the IB. I, I, think would, that I would, that would love be to an have an
1: interesting
2: idea and we'll invite some teachers and uh, teachers that have taught the A levels and the IBDP to come up to the podcast and talk well, about Well, I think it. we
0: should come in prepared with actual statistics, you know, looking at acceptance rates yes, and everything. we would. It would be a great episode.
2: We would provide entertainment for you guys and academic entertainments, sure. yeah.
1: So this is the end of the first episode of the Season 2 podcast. We hope you like listening, even though sometimes there was a lot of debates going on about A-levels and IB. But we hope you guys enjoyed it, and can't wait to see you next time. This is Bye George Podcast.
2: Bye! Bye!